Thank you for joining me for Soulful Conversations with my community of fellow travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. These conversations highlight what travel really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. Each week, I'll be speaking to women who are tourism professionals, world travelers, and leaders in their communities. We'll explore how travel has changed them and how that has rippled out and inspired them to change the world. These conversations are as much about travel as they are about passion and living life with purpose, chasing dreams, building businesses, and having the desire to make the world a better place. This is a community of people who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness, and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. I'm Christine weinbrenner Eirich, and this is The Soul of Travel. Becky Rupp is a personal trainer and adventure coach and owner of Trailblazer Wellness. She has hiked, biked, sea kayaked, and explored over 40 U.S. states, as well as several countries in Europe, Central America, and South America. She has guided sea kayaking tours in the sounds and rivers of North Carolina and Virginia and searched the mountains and forests for missing people in five states as a member of wilderness search and rescue teams. She currently lives in the central Colorado mountains. As a certified personal trainer and adventure coach, Becky loves to help people get physically and mentally prepared to make the most of their adventure trips. She creates personalized training plans and coaches clients to find the motivation, time, and energy to get active so they can make the most of their adventure. In our conversation, Becky shares how the grind of 60-hour work weeks left her longing for more time to travel and be outdoors. She explains what adventure coaching is and who it's for and how it enriches our travel experience, no matter the level of adventure. We also share about the unique coaching and travel experiences we created together, how impactful and rewarding those were for the people who participated, as well as us as the guides, and how excited we are to create a similar container for growth and exploration in the future. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Becky Rupp. Welcome to Soul of Travel. I am so excited. Today I get to sit down with a good friend and like co-creator of Adventure. And we've had the good fortune of seeing each other multiple days in a row. So it's kind of weird now to be on Zoom. But I'm so excited to help uh, welcome Becky Rupp of Trailblazer Wellness to the podcast. So welcome, Becky. Thanks, Christine. Yeah, it's so great to be here. And uh yeah, does this view looks somewhat familiar from being out here? It's got snow on it in this picture, but um this is this is my backyard. So Yeah, so Becky is in outside of Salida, Colorado, and I finally got to take a mini sojourn and experience the city and the beautiful landscape around. And I definitely have 
some jealousy because it's really, really ridiculously beautiful. I think they maybe took more than their fair share. <laughs> um, well, Becky, uh, for those of us listening, um, Becky is a personal trainer and adventure coach, and we are going to talk about uh, what adventure coaching is for those of you that might not know and why it's beneficial. But before we do that, I'll just give you a moment to quickly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll go a little bit further from there. Sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Christine. So as you said, I'm a, a personal trainer and adventure coach. And adventure coach is not really a made up term, but it's sort of more descriptive than my official credentials, which is a health coach. So I'm a certified personal trainer and a certified health coach. But what I really focus on is helping people explore um, ways that they can prepare for their adventures, both phys- physically and mentally. So, you know, sometimes when people look at doing some kind of big adventure, they think primarily of the you know, what, you know, how much do I have to hike or walk or bike or or whatever to get ready. And that's certainly an important piece of it. But another big part of it is the the mental part of preparing for something that you haven't done before. And um, something that's maybe a little bit of a stretch, a stretch goal, or pushing some comfort zones or boundaries. And so that's where the adventure coaching piece comes in. So it's a nice combination to help people set people up for a lot of enjoyment and success, uh, whatever success means to you on your journey. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Well, before we learn more about trailblazer wellness and where you are now, I'd love to hear a little bit about what got you here. So can you, would you mind sharing with us kind of how travel and adventure started to become an important part of your life, important enough to kind of shift gears and make that your profession? Yeah, yeah. Starting a little close to the beginning, I did quit my corporate job a little over three years ago to start this business. But, you know, and looking back, it's kind of, I was thinking about this, you know, it's a really a combination of threads from different parts of my life from way back in the beginning. So my my love of travel came from my grandparents, um, my dad's parents, who traveled all over the world um, when I was a kid. And they, you know, went to Peru and China and Amazon and all these amazing places um, in the 70s and 80s. So it was it was kind of incredible. And now I think back about it more. I have more of an appreciation at the time. I was like, oh, that's that's what everybody's grandparents do, right? But they would come back and we would sit in the basement and my grandpa took a lot of pictures and we'd sit and watch slideshows of all these places. And I I think that just really like kicked off the the travel bug for me. And I was like, wow, that looks incredible. I really want to want to see all these things and do all this stuff. We were pretty poor, I guess. And we didn't have the money to travel. So my and even my grandparents, they were um they were very careful with their money and they were not like what you would imagine as a world traveler at that time. They lived in a very modest house, uh, but they had saved and, and really prioritized that that time and that money. For their retirement. So, um, yeah, my parents couldn't afford to take me and my two sisters, you know, three kids on these big travel adventures. Uh, so it was just kind of a dream of mine to, to get out and see the world. And I was a journalism major. And I thought, oh, maybe I could be an international reporter or travel writer or something like that. Um, but then kind of the reality was like reporters didn't make very much money. I had student loans to pay back. So I took a more, 
kind of conservative, I guess, or traditional career path in communications and then marketing. Um, so that my travel kind of got put off or it was really more domestic until like um, the early 2000s. And then I felt more comfortable being able to invest in and going different places abroad. So so that's kind of how travel started. And then like the physical activity and adventure piece also started when I was a kid, when I was like running around the neighborhood, climbing trees, exploring as much as I could. Um, those were back in the days when you kind of cut kids loose and said, come back in time for dinner. Um, so I was one of those kids out running around. It just, um, I was always very active. Um, I enjoyed sports, but I was never super good at them. But as I got older, um, in college, actually, I started, you know, running and then after college, I moved to the DC area and I started hiking in Virginia. And I really found that love for being outdoors and hiking and biking and doing that sort of thing. So then I, you know, really got into fitness and found it was a great way to relieve stress. It was a great way to gain confidence. It really just gave me a lot of things that, that were very valuable to me. So, um, yeah, then I got my personal training certification, but I was still working full time, you know, 60 hours a week and it was really hard to do that. So, um, that's where we get back to, you know, three and a half years ago, I, I worked with a career coach and figured out I wanted to just, you know, cut loose and go help people with their health and wellness and left my job and then figured out how to put these pieces together to, to become a personal trainer and an adventure coach. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. I was thinking, I loved like thinking about wild children. I feel like that was such a great time. I'm so kind of a little sad for my kids that they don't have that same freedom because I think it really does develop something in us that's really important. And I'm lucky to be able to take my kids to Montana where my parents have a big ranch. And so they can have a little a little bit of that where they can run around the acreage and kind of explore and get dirty and be like real honest to goodness kids. And then I was thinking about the fact that that's also, I think, what so many of us love about travel, especially in the space of adventure and active travel, is that you get to kind of tap into that again and you find yourself doing things that you wouldn't be doing in your daily routine. And then that, like, that in and of itself, like, maybe sparks something you knew that then, much like your journey, like, makes you realize like, maybe this isn't the place I don't want to be spending 60 hours a week in an office for the rest of my career. What do you think? I mean, I think also when people are planning travel, a lot of times when you look at the mass media, mass travel versus adventure travel, nature isn't at the forefront of what we're planning in a travel experience. Maybe you're planning snorkeling or maybe scuba diving but I think a lot of times it's more like visiting a city, visiting a destination, visiting a beach. Like people are really looking to relax. So they're not planning activities. What do you think engaging with nature adds to your travel experience or building in activity with your travel experience? How do you think that shifts what people get out of the experience? Yeah, I love, you know, I just love active travel and exploring. To me, to sit on a beach is like, 
I mean, it's nice. Don't get me wrong, but um, <laughs> and there's there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Right. But um, what really recharges me, like to, to me, vacation is to like kind of recharge your batteries and get perspective and just have an experience that really like that fills you up and you know gives you energy. And my old boss used to say, you know, just hearing about your vacations exhausts me. <laughs> like, and I'm like, no, but it, that's not what it is. I mean, it, sometimes it's tiring, of course, when you're super active, but it really recharged me and like it gives me that, that oomph to get back and, and do whatever I need to do. Uh, so I think being in, again, for me, everybody's different, but for me, being in nature does, you know, just gives me that perspective and that recharge and that grounding. And getting sort of back to, yeah, maybe who I was as a kid out exploring and, and I don't know, my neighborhood wasn't exactly nature, but, um, you know, flood trees and things like that. So I think reconnecting with that really just adds a layer of context and deepens the experience, at least for me, in how I you know, think about a place and how it, it impacts me and influences me. And just what I appreciate about it is, is just being out and about and, and being out there in it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think for me too, like you said, not every place is, you know, you're not going everywhere for immediate access to nature, but I was thinking about when I just went to New York and my daughter and I took a morning and just sat, we like climbed some big boulders in Central Park and just sat for a moment. Yeah. There was just something even about taking that moment of time to just be still and then be surrounded by trees and then like the birds coming up and everything. Like all of a sudden, I feel like it's a real natural state for humans that we don't create time for. And so like you just feel very healed very quickly or very calm and then you know, in that particular setting, it was really fun to notice the contrast between the park and the city. And we just started, you know, looking at different things to pay attention to. And I think maybe being in nature has us moving more slowly, even if you're, you know, even if you're mountain biking or something where you're not literally moving more slowly, but you're, you're so immersed in where you are that you have to be paying attention and you're really present to everything that's happening around you. And I feel like that's maybe where the power of nature and adventure and travel lies. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's true too. And I just was reflecting on, you know, even when we go to cities for travel, I seek out the parks. I seek out the botanic gardens. Yeah, I always seem to to find that nature space, even in cities. I, I can't even think of one city that I've been to that I haven't gone to some kind of park or again, garden or preserve. When we were just um, in Madrid, I um, I like to get up early in the morning. I'm just a morning person. My husband is not. <laughs> and so a lot of times I'll just slip out of the room and leave him a little note and just go explore. And in Madrid, I was like, oh, I you know, kind of read about this rose garden place. And I, I went for a walk and I was on this park that was really beautiful. And then I like kind of turned a corner and looked at the sign that had the map of like the different things in the park. And I was like, there's the rose garden. And 
So I like followed the path down and walked through it. It was like, there was literally like one other person there. Cause it was, you know, it was still pretty early. There was like the groundskeeper. It was, we we're like doing stuff. I'm like, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be in here yet, but it was really amazing. And just there were, there were roses. There was signs that seemed to indicate they were from like the early 1900s. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. So. Again, some people love museums and going to see art and stuff. Uh, we did not step foot in a museum in Madrid, but uh, the parks and the beauty of those kinds of things are just what really hit home for me. Yeah. Well, when we met, we we met uh, right at the beginning of both of us launching our business, which was right before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was so well-timed, yes. <laughs> unknowingly. Let me nudge to us, obviously. But I, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the experience of kind of holding on to a vision and a dream during that. And really, more importantly, what the context of community plays for that. I know that we actually we met in person with this big vision of where we were both headed and really quickly were, like could see how we could work together in um, creating experiences and supporting women on travel. And then, you know, things shifted and we started finding ourselves in all of these online and virtual communities for people with travel businesses who are trying to figure out how to stay afloat. I feel like a lot of the coaching components and the exploration and community were just vital to living. Um, what what does community like that mean for you in your business and in your life? And how does that kind of fold into the work that you're doing? Yeah, I mean, gosh, what a what a journey in and of itself, right? Yeah, um, from, from through all of this, yeah, it was raring to go, ready to ready to get out there and help people go pursue their travel dreams and go on their adventures, and then everything shut down. And you know, in some ways, I mean, a lot of people say I'm kind of a glass half full kind of gal. And I was like, well, you know, this is the opportunity to connect with people in just a different way. Like, you know, I'll just figure out how to help people through this time in our lives. And so, you know, I did, you know, online, you know, webinars and classes and things like that to kind of stay in, you know, get into and stay in that space of helping people continue to stay motivated and healthy and things like that from a client perspective. But then from the tourism industry perspective, I felt like it was really an opportunity to connect more deeply with some of the people who have become my most important partners, um, like you, like, you know, Michael Bennett from Explore X, Eleanor Fish from, you know, Running Wild. And um, there's all these amazing people that I got a chance to connect with because nobody was traveling. <laughs> Everybody was at home and trying to figure out what to do. And there's, there's nothing like a good crisis to bring people together, right? And, <laughs> and be vulnerable and be ourselves and, you know, help each other try to figure out where to go and what to do next and get through this. So it really became like this unexpected way to connect. But I really just, yeah, jumped into it and was like, well, this is what we're going to do. And I love problem solving. I love collaborating. I love, you know, getting and helping people figure out how to make the best of things. So it really just kind of played into all of that. And again, really helped build some really 
fantastic connections um, that have followed through over the course of time. And now we're, now we're in a better place for travel, fortunately. Mm -hmm. And in, in such a still though, in this kind of transition space of people getting back into it and getting their footing and figuring out what they want to do. And in the adventure travel space, I feel like people are now craving these experiences even more and coming into these communities even more ready to be a part of that and to have those experiences because they were tied down and locked down for so long and restricted. And it's just this pent up demand and this realization that, you know, these, we, I feel like I, and I, I did too, took it for granted that we'd always be able to get out there and do these things. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, well, I want to do it now while I still can. And you never know what's going to happen. And so it's kind of turned the tide in a different direction. I think it's been, it was kind of like an unexpected blessing was the community that we could pull from in a way that we wouldn't have if we were all still kind of like going full steam ahead. Everybody had time and space for each other. And as a newer business, to be able to then connect with people that probably wouldn't have had time for you or wouldn't have been willing to share resources and ideas, like everybody came together in a way of like, the only way we're making through this is together. And then now that has created a very different energy moving forward, which I'm also really thankful for because you start seeing friends and colleagues who are having trips launch and bookings, you know, trips sell out and all these things. And like, we know now in a greater way what it's taking to make that happen because we've spent the time with each other to see that. And now I just feel like even such a deeper sense of community amongst the people that have gone through this journey together. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we all went through kind of an adventure together, right? You know, that bonding experience of, you know, making it through these obstacles and finding ways to figure out how to survive. And, you know, it sounds very dramatic. It's it, and it is, you know, it was a dramatic thing. It still is in a lot of ways. And, and we're still figuring it out But yeah, being able to be there together with each other was absolutely like so amazing. Yeah. And I think also the pivot to virtual was something everybody kind of resisted more because it was unknown maybe than, um, you know, the value of it. But as we've seen, it has actually opened so many doors. And I know for us, uh, it ended up being able to create something really cool together. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, uh, I guess two years, two years ago now it would have been, yeah, I, I was thinking about hiking a 14er and I was thinking, how on earth am I going to do this? This is an unachievable or unobtainable goal. I don't know what this looks like. And because I knew Becky, I reached out and I'm like, Hey, I think this is a thing I want to do. I definitely think I need someone to help me get there. And so we started talking and then because I am who I am, I'm like, I also feel like I want to do this in a group of women. (laughs) And so we co-created this uh, experience to climb a 14er. And then also, I think because Becky and I both want to create community and deepen the travel experience, we also hatched this idea of training, obviously physically and mentally to prepare for this trip, but also brought in some emotional 
spiritual, and then layered in like some regional um, understanding to an experience. And for those of you listening, we, we created this three month program where people worked with Becky one-on-one to do individualized coaching. So everybody could start wherever they were at. And then we met every other week online and we learned about like everything to prepare for a trip. So nutrition on the trail, what gear to use really like we, we brought in an indigenous um, community leader to talk about the land that we were on and how we could be respectful to the space that we were traveling in and all these different components. And it ended up being this experience that, I mean, I know I'm biased, but it felt pretty epic. <laughs> like the way that we created community and created a deeper understanding of where we were going to be and who we were going to be with before we even got there kind of has blown every other travel experience for me out of the water and both as a participant and as a guide. But I would love for you to talk about what that was like for you kind of shifting into this like larger group virtual coaching for an event and and what you think that added from a coaching perspective. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like I guess a year and a half ago, spring of uh, 2021, and yeah, you came to me with the idea, and I was like, "Oh, why didn't I think of that? That's brilliant! <laughs> of course, I would love to do that." And I uh, do think like we just kind of sat down and talked about it. It was like, "Okay, yeah, I can do training, no problem. That's you know, that's what I do." But this whole idea of doing it for the whole group. And then having the group component was something different that I, you know, hadn't really thought of or done before. So, you know, we just kind of made it up as we went or we made it up before and brainstormed and put it together um, so that we would have this kind of dual experience, like you said, with the one-on-one coaching, but also with this group experience to bring people together and help them get to know each other and get comfortable with each other. I think part of what that's really like the, the educational pieces were absolutely awesome. Um, you know, we had some really great resources, wonderful people who came in, experts in all those things. And that was, you know, priceless as well. But I really feel like the bonds that people build through those experiences. And don't forget, you forgot to mention you did some yoga sessions, virtual yoga sessions for us as well. So like, just this like multi-layered experience that brought people together on different levels before we were in person together in Colorado. It was, yeah, it was so special. It was so different. We're like, wait a minute, what did we just do here? Like, this is incredible. Like, why hasn't anybody thought of this before? Because, you know, you go on a group trip and, you know, I've been on group trips and, and they're great. You know, you meet new people. It's amazing to just like, you know, show up. And then by the end of the trip, you feel like you really like know each other or you, you know, maybe you bond with a couple people in the group and yeah, there's not so much, but, but whatever. But the special thing about this trip was like, we all showed up and like, Oh, we're giving each other hugs right away, right? It was like we already knew each other. We already had all this context. We already knew, you know, especially for this kind of experience, like we knew how to support each other. And, you know, as we were climbing that 14er, you know, and somebody was having a little thing going on, it was like, hey, we're all here for you. And we, we all 
kind of have again this additional context for for what that means, and it made it all the more special from a, from a community standpoint, as well as the specialness of, of like doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that like some of the people that did it with us, like arriving in a warm hug, was the way somebody arrived what I described it. But it was like so true that there's a lot of jitter sometimes when you arrive for a group trip uh, as a leader or as a participant to just like see how everybody's going to gel and start to come together. And it usually takes the first couple days of the experience to even right. get to that point. And we could just like jump in. Like it felt like this amazing, like slumber party from childhood. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly, it was just so good. And then like you mentioned too, the, the way that, because this was such a challenging thing that we set out to do to begin with, we think we didn't know how much we needed that base to start from. And then when people were facing challenges, you know, we kind of already knew people's what the fears that they had already that they were holding, like the things that they thought were going to be difficult for them. So as we approached any of those things, like we could be mentally preparing, we could, you know, pause and have a water break and talk ourselves through it. And it was just, it was like the coolest thing to see everybody together in it versus if you were on a group trip and maybe, you know, you just met and then you're starting to these activities and you have the one person that can't do this thing. And the one person who's speeding ahead and like, then some tension arises because we don't already have that kinship and that foundation to build on. And so we don't have as much grace for those things versus here. We're like, oh, we know this person's like super agile and they might want to like get ahead here, but also everybody's like committed to doing this together. So we really were just this group moving. And then I know for me personally, I had a moment, we had a, a real narrow saddle that we had to go over. And I was just like, oh, here we are. This is what I knew is my fear. And of course, not having get, got, been there before, I didn't know like how high things would feel or how my nervousness of an anxiety around heights would be. But I knew like I had this group of women with me, which was so helpful. I've had all this coaching from you and coaching from myself. So I'm like literally coaching myself through this and I'm like, okay, we can do this. Our, this is fear. This is not actual danger. And you know, like running through that in my mind and, and then having the group say, you know, we're good if you can't go forward to go forward. And then for me to have this feeling of like, there is something that's going to happen when we all stand there together and I am pushing through whatever I have to get there. And I think we all had a moment like that, whether it was fatigue or, you know, heights hit a couple of us and, the wind and emotions. One of us was dealing with some personal, personal things that they kind of brought into the trail intentionally that they wanted to work through. And man, it was like standing up there and like having spent three months to get there was like, I don't know for you, it was the coolest, proudest, most awesome thing ever. And again, like not just as a planner, but as a participant and a part of the community that we had become. 
Yeah, it was so amazing for me as well to be with my clients at that point because most of my clients, I, you know, I, we go through the training and the coaching and then they go on their trip and then, you know, they have an amazing time. They come back and we debrief and I hear all about it, but I'm not there with them. That's sometimes a question I get from, from people who, you know, who hear about my business. They're like, Oh, do you go on all your trips with all your people? I'm like, I wish that would be lovely, but, um, <laughs> not usually. Um, but this experience, yeah, to be able to be there with these, with you and, and all the people in the group and just, oh my God, it was, it was amazing, incredible, like just overwhelming joy and pride. And I don't know, I can't even describe it. It was like the pinnacle. Yeah. Of so many things. And I was like, this, this is it. Like, this is really, this is really something special. Yeah. And I think for me, that's what I believe travel can be because we can build so many things into the experience with personal growth and connection and community. And we did take time too at the base of the mountain. And I did a little um, ceremony in honor and recognition of the land. And like, that ended up being something really intense and emotional too. And it just added another layer of like, I just call everything magic, but another layer of magic to the experience. And I think um, it was really fun to kind of play with the intentional design and what else can we do to just create more magic and connection um, out of and like, just make this a more powerful experience. And it was really great to see it come to life, especially for both you and I, where we were at in our businesses that we'd been virtual. And like, we really got to just enjoy being with humans and being <laughs> in the world again. That was also probably pretty special in and of yeah. itself. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. It was. And I think, you know, like sometimes when I talk to people about like what I help them do is I, I say, yeah, I help, I help you extend your trip. Like, extend your experience. Like, you know, you're paying all this money and you're going to this place for like a week, two weeks, maybe, maybe three days, three weeks, you know? Um, but this extends it so that you get to savor and get into the mindset in the, um, you know, that space that helps you feel like, you know, it's, it's more than just that vacation time like really part of a broader lifestyle, you know, change. And I was just talking to a client the other day and she was like, yeah, like this is like, this is just part of my life now, like going out and, you know, doing my training hikes and my strength training and this and that. And she's like, she had an injury and she's like, yeah, I can't believe like how much I was excited to get back to it. Um, so to, it, so it extends beyond even the end of the trip, right? So it starts before, and then you have this incredible experience. And then, you know, on the backside, you know, or the after side, I guess I should say, you, you have something that's really sustainable, if, if that's something that you want to continue to pursue. And, you know, you feel like the options or my many of my clients tell me they're like, I just feel like there's a whole other realm of possibilities that are opened up to me. So it, it, again, it's not just, okay, show up, do your trip and then go home and then go back to whatever it was you were doing before. It's, it's really that 
you know, changing your life, you know, you know, to be maybe a little dramatic about it, but it is life changing when you mm-hmm. have that kind of robust experience. Yeah. And I was thinking too about, um, you know, people will put a, a half marathon or a marathon on their calendar and they'll train for that. And then they, you know, that's kind of a way that people ease into maybe a different fitness or lifestyle or just set a goal and they want to achieve it. And to think about what other ways could you do that? Could it be, you know, hiking a 14 or doing a part of a trail somewhere in the world or uh, mountain biking or kayaking, paddleboarding? Like there's so many ways to bring like a love that you have or that you're curious about into a travel experience. And then the travel seems to kind of and the nature like amplify that. And then it feels, I think a little more integrated. Now I'm not a runner, so I can't like praise what it is like to do that. I've completed a 5k. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) like, uh, I just, I have, there's been all these times in travel doing things that I thought, I, I just didn't know myself as the person who could do it at the beginning. And then at the end, you do. And then like you said, when you come back, it somehow opens a door to possibility for what else you can do. And like, for me, I'm probably not going to keep up a marathon style lifestyle training long-term. Like that's pretty intense, but going to, you know, walk around a city for 10 days or hike a trail or the, the things you do for that seems like they translate back into your life a little bit more easily. Like you can hang on to that. So I think it it's kind of cool to think about if people might say oh, my instead of my goal of running a marathon when I'm 50 is like hiking Kilimanjaro or paddleboarding across this lake or something like that because it it doesn't I don't know. I'm addicted to travel. So again, it's <laughs> speaking from a different different um place, but I just feel like it's such a cool way to think about how we can incorporate like some of these life-changing goals and fitness and mental well-being and travel all together. Yeah, absolutely. And I do see that in in many of my clients. Um they're like, I want to get on track, you know, to to do be more active, to uh, you know, have a healthier lifestyle. You know, many of my clients have spent, you know, decades like in careers, raising kids, you know, doing everything for everybody else. And they may not be up for, like you said, like, okay, now, you know, some people run marathons. That's awesome. Good for them. They, you know, that's their thing. But for many people that they, they want this travel experience and they want to go and do these amazing things, but they have hesitancy. It's like, oh my gosh, now I'm later in life and I haven't been active and I haven't been doing these things. Is it still possible? Did I miss my opportunity? But you haven't, you know, that was like the story of my grandparents. You haven't missed the opportunity to turn your life around and go do all these things. When my grandfather was 55 years old, he was a smoker. He was overweight. He, his doctor told him that if he didn't basically get his act together, he wasn't going to like live to see his grandkids grow up and it really kicked him in the pants. And he started, he did start running and race walking and doing all these things. And then the travel as well, just like he got all kind of all new lease on life. And that's just, that's, it's so possible. And it doesn't have to be running a marathon or climbing Kilimanjaro 
though, if that's it, that's great. But it can be somewhere, whatever it is for you and whatever that vision and that goal is for you. That's what I really work with people on. It's like, what, what does it mean to you? And what does it mean beyond the trip? You know, what is, what is that lifestyle, life goal that you um, want to achieve? Is it taking your grandkids on trips, you know, when you're older? Is it spending time with someone you love who's, you know, maybe a little more fit than you are and you really want to go keep up with them? Or do you want to just explore traveling on your own, you know, some solo travel? And that might seem a little intimidating if you, if you're not, you know, where you want to be with your health. So it could be whatever you want it to be. And it's kind of like the definition of of adventure, right? Like everybody's definition of adventure is different. And um, it could be, you know, getting out in your community and doing things, or it could be going across the world. So whatever adventure means to you, that's, that's the other thing I like about being an adventure coach is you get to decide what the adventure is. Yeah. And I was going to say too, like, for people listening and wondering if this kind of coaching could help um, enhance their travel experience, that it really can be beneficial for so many things. And like, just, I think a lot of us too, when we just decide to like jump on a trip, we're, we're not really thinking about who we're going to be when we're there. We're just like, we're here now and we can't wait to get there. And there's no line between the two. And then all of a sudden you get there and you, even if you just find you're walking all day, you're like, oh, golly, I wish I had maybe walked a little before I left. Or, you know, if you end up doing something more adventurous or more active, then really you could see where that benefit would have happened. And I remember uh, after I met you reflecting back on a trip I took to Peru and like my hiking and everything was pretty good, but I ended up doing a lot of horseback riding. And there was just a lot of core muscles and leg muscles and things that I had not used in a long time. I hadn't ridden horses in a long time, but I had remembered thinking, man, if I would have known I was doing this, I would have just like done some more core work and maybe some squats and something else that would have helped me not to feel so uncomfortable after I did it. Now, granted, like horse riding and bike riding, like the only way to not feel uncomfortable is to do that. <laughs> but I, I could have saddle. <laughs> yeah, I could have done a few things, I think, that would have just allowed me to have been a little bit more physically comfortable in those activities and transitioning between activities. And so I would really encourage people not to dismiss the idea that they wouldn't need this kind of coaching if they're not doing like some high level adventure. So like you mentioned, anywhere along the spectrum, it's really valuable. And also for me, coaching in the context of travel and you do it as well, but is not so even much about just the physical, but that mental piece is so important. And to kind of go back to the experience we created together, one of the very first meetings we did, I did like a intention setting and like asking people what they wanted out of the experience, you know, what they thought it might bring to their life, who, who they envision like evolving into through the journey. And like, you know, one of the travelers was like, Oh, I just like, this was sounded kind of cool. And I just said, yes, but I didn't really think about like why I said yes or anything. And just asking that question really quickly shifted what, she was going to get out of the experience and then allowed for it to be so much more powerful. And so 
so cool to just see. I mean, I'm lucky to be your friend. I see this magic happen on me all the time. You ask a question and I'm like, oh gosh, she's just done it again. (laughs) But like that way of like tapping into yourself is so powerful. And so I think that component is equally important when you're traveling and when you're using travel as this like kind of tool for self evolution and learning more about yourself as well as the place that you're going. Yeah, it really acts as a catalyst. And like you said, sometimes people don't even think about it. They just sign up for the trip because it sounds cool. And I like to help people dig into the the why. And that was one of the exercises that we did actually in a, a, um, a webinar back way back. It seems like forever ago now, but yeah. Um, yeah, like kind of doing the mind mapping of what does this really mean to you? And why did you really sign up for this other than it sounded cool? And I saw the pictures on Instagram and you know, whatever it's, it's beautiful. And, and it is all those things. And, but what really speaks to you like at your core about it? And what is that subconscious, um, wish, desire, goal, vision that you have? Because, you know, when the going gets tough and, you know, especially if you are training for something that's, a, you know, a, a stretch goal, you know, having that why to tap into when you just don't feel like getting out of bed and doing the thing, or, you know, you've got a bunch of other stuff going on in your life because, Hey, guess what? Life happens along the way as you're getting ready and it's easy to get off track. Or as you know, women, a lot of times you put other people first and it's like, Oh, well, I have to take care of this for this person and I have to respond to that and I have to do this. And being able to tap into that that why and that vision and that, you know, intrinsic motivation can really like help you get over that hump. And even if you don't get to do things perfectly, um, that's another thing we work on with clients is, okay, this is the plan, but it just because you haven't done all the things doesn't mean you get to chuck it and say, oh, well, forget it, you know, uh, to move beyond that all or nothing thinking and, and be flexible and, and get into that experience through that, that why and that vision so that it becomes more integrated into your life and not just something that you're checking off a list. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. Um, speaking of tapping into your why, um, one of the questions that I really have been thinking about a lot, um, you're doing my book sojourn with me. So you've been also reading, um, awakened woman. And one of the things that she talks about in it is what is your like great hunger. And, um, also I listened to a podcast that was talking about like, what, what is the change that you see yourself creating in the world? And I think like that is very much for me, that's the why I tap into, especially the past three years and like that moment on that mountain and the like, connection and and seeing people come alive and like know their strength was a part of is a part of my why especially for women um but i'm curious like what do you tap into what is that change you're trying to create in the world yeah it really is that you know helping people find their their confidence and their strength and not just again the physical strength the mental strength and helping them achieve something that is so meaningful that it propels them forward and allows them to be more open and to empower others because 
you know, it's when we find our own power that we can give more to empower others. And so helping women step into that space and get to that place where they are like, Hey, you know, this, this is doable. Like I can do this. And then I can, if I can do this, I can do other big things. And it's that ripple effects, right? Like they do bigger things and they do things that inspire other people and so on and so on and so on. I, this is so goofy, but I think about, it, about the old commercial. It's like, and they build two friends and they build two friends. And, and it just is like that exponential um, impact uh, that, that we all can have and that we all do have without even realizing it. And when, when people are in that like joyful, empowered, um, best version of themselves that just radiates and and creates more positivity and and more um, power throughout you know throughout their circles and and so on so that's kind of what you I love that because I know I know that that exists because I'm you know beneath the surface with many of the women I talk to but I never had really thought to just ask that question and I'm so excited to kind of be hearing that from people because I, I think some of us really know what that is. And some of us just like feel it within ourselves, but we haven't named it yet. And so I'm really hoping that people listening, wherever they are in that process, that this is going to help them to kind of maybe dig into what, what it is. And, you know, we get lost in this idea of having to have a great purpose. And it's, that's not what I mean. Like, I don't feel like people letting humanity down by not having this great purpose. But like, I think there's something that really makes us come alive and every person has a different spark. And when we tap into that, then we can serve others. And so I think it's great to begin to ask yourself the questions of what those are. And, and again, like, I think a lot of times people feel like they ask themselves and maybe their purpose just doesn't feel grand enough. Yeah. Um, uh, I get stuck by that too. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, there's this amazing person doing these things like, you know, Oprah infecting millions and millions and millions of people. And well, if I can't be her, like what difference does it make what I do? Right. I'm just this little person who has this, you know, these clients and these people that are in my universe. Um, so it is helpful to just take a step back and realize like, no, it really, like, it doesn't have to be solving world hunger or, you know, saving the world. Right. Um, it's really what you can do with what you have. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's so cool about that too, is that, you know, you, if your thing is really wanting to see women feel confident and you work with someone and then they spread that confidence to their, their daughter or their granddaughter, well, maybe their granddaughter needed to see that so that she's the person that solves world hunger. You know, like we don't know what our real true impact is. And like, I have three daughters. So I witness like many versions of that all the time of me, like saying the things I say all the time, because they're important to me and then how they translate that into their lives. Or I hear them say something to their friends about like, you know, confidence or not you know, speaking up for yourself or setting a boundary, which I'm like, I can't imagine being nine and being like, no, this is a boundary. <laughs> Sometimes it works not in my favor. Um, <laughs> when room cleaning is a boundary, they're not willing to cross. Um, but yeah, I just think uh, like, 
I feel like if we can just harness that in ourselves and just let it be true and not worry about what it means beyond that truth and then like let it do its own thing again the magic it's always the magic but um i just believe that it is true um becky for people that are interested in learning more about what you do um where and i have in the show notes a link to your um download guide for multi-day hiking trips but where can they find you and where can they inquire about what you do Yeah. So I am at trailblazerwellness.com. And Becky is B-E-C-K-I at trailblazerwellness.com is my email. I do have an Instagram account, a little hit or miss, not not super consistent. But right now I'm actually doing um, daily posts on the training I'm doing for an upcoming trip to Switzerland. My husband and I will be doing um, an end-to-end hike, which I'm really excited about. Um, So I'm doing that on Instagram right now, but who knows? next week, you know, after that's done, I'll post periodically. Um, and then I also do have a, a web uh, Facebook page, Trailblazer Wellness as well. So those are the primary channels. Well, I hope people will look for that. They also should um, keep uh, an eye on both of us because we have we have ideas of working together some more in the future and um, creating more of these awesome longer term community building uh, experiences in travel, I think we both saw what lives there. And so I I can't wait to bring more of those into the universe. Um, Really quickly before we wrap up, we have our rapid fire questions. So I'll jump into those. Um, The first one is what is your favorite book or movie that offers you a travel escape or inspires you to adventure? You know, I don't have a particular favorite. It seems like every time I watch something, I'm like, I want to go there and I want to go there and I want to go there. So I don't, I don't have a a go-to necessarily or a favorite offhand, but Sound of Music was huge. That's like the Switzerland thing. Yeah. Like (laughs) I've just been singing Sound of Music songs for the last six months. (laughs) Yeah. I love when you see a place in a movie and, and think, you know, I would love to see that. And then you start trying to figure out where it is. And then sometimes yeah. maybe you have to figure out where it actually is, not where right, it is. Right, right. <laughs> I know. Um, but. Yeah. But yeah, I guess Sound of Music maybe is my my favorite from childhood. <laughs> yeah. What is always in your suitcase or backpack when you travel? Um, It's not so much in, but on my feet are always walking shoes. Good walking shoes. Yeah. Because I like to get out and explore, so... I'm horrible. It's always like flip flops because I hate shoes, but I'm learning to love them. You've taught me well, <laughs> although I just had the wrong shoes when we hiked and I'm still nursing yeah. a blister, but I know yeah. it's important and I'm going to remedy the situation. <laughs> um, where do you still long to visit? Oh, so, so many places. Um, Patagonia is high on my list. Australia has been on my list for a very, very long time. And then New Zealand more recently is like, I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe because Australia was bigger, that was all like more on my radar. And then I was like, oh, this New Zealand thing sounds even more amazing. So yeah, that Southern Hemisphere, something about the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, I gravitate that direction as well. And I don't know why, but I'm going to and I get to go to Europe for the first time soon. So with you, or I mean, meeting you there. there. So. Yeah. Uh, what do you eat that immediately connects you to a place you've been? Mm, I'm going to stray again and say drink. Um, Pisco sours. Mm. 
Yes. Go right back to, to Peru. Yeah. That's we learned how to make them in a cooking class there too. So we make them at home. <laughs> yeah. Such a unique one. Let's see. Who is one woman in the travel industry you admire and would love to recognize in this space? Oh, yeah. Um, Nori Quintos. She really helped me out when I was um, just getting into the travel industry. She's a, a journalist. Uh, in fact, when I was reading her stuff, I was like, Oh my God, she has the life that I wanted like way back when from when I was a kid. And, you know, I was wanting to be a, a, an international writer, travel writer. But then I had the opportunity to get connected with her and, you know, she mentored me and has been a really great, um, resource and, and just an awesome person in this, in this world. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you for shouting her out. I echo all of those things. She's really brilliant and amazing. And most like mostly she's really kind and genuine. Yes. So, um, and if you're listening, I can, I'll tag, uh, my interview with her because I did interview her last season. Um, let's see who's a person that inspired, encouraged you to set out and explore the world. Yeah. Again, that was my grandparents. They, yeah. they planted the seed and here we are. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that, is a huge through line with most of my guests. And I would be really curious to see if like, if your grandparents traveled, how likely you are to become like an aspirational or actual traveler, because it's been like a very common answer. Um, Okay. Last one. If you could take an adventure with one person, fictional or real alive or past, who would it be? My grandmother. So I, as I recall, my grandpa always told the stories. He, you know, took the pictures and did the slideshow and he was the more kind of boisterous one. Um, and my grandmother was more, a little more reserved and I would just love to see the world through her perspective and get her take on, on things. So yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, well, Becky, thank you so much. We have been like talking about this interview for so long. So I'm glad that we finally just did it. And um, I am very excited for people to learn more about adventure coaching and hopefully bring that into their travel experiences. Thank you. Thanks, Christine. It's been awesome. And quite a journey that we've been on over the years and, and more to come in the future. So really excited about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If you love this conversation, I encourage you to subscribe, rate the podcast, and share the episodes that inspire you with others. I am so proud of the way these conversations are bringing together people from around the world. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I am so happy you are here. You can find all the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourns community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here you can learn more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can see details about the transformational sojourns I guide for women, as well as my book Sojourn, which offers an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. I am all about community and would love to connect. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns 
and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective. Or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or at Soul of Travel Podcast. Stay up to date by joining the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story. Thank you.